Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 97 of the car wash. On today's show, farewell Brandon Treater. Zungu to Chiefs possibly, and how Sundowns are scoring their goals and so much more. Whether you're tuning in on SL Podcast at CO.za, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mucky Game 96.7 Game Time. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Robertson, of course. I'm not alone. Please welcome my good friend, Mr. Teko Medise. Hello. How are you, good my friend? People. I'm good and you. Bye-bye. What's happening in the Modise household this week? Any, any news? No, no news. No, no news. news. Uh, no, no news. Bye-bye. Oh, my boy. That's what well, it sounds like and you're cheering up. So here is the joke of the day. Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be bagels. <laughs> wow, Sean. Your jokes are getting whiter and whiter. Oh, man. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Righty. Yeah. From there, we move on to pole position. Pole position. Pole position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club certain questions and get voice note replies. This week, we asked you how important are Dolly and Billy to Chiefs? And could Chiefs be in the title race? And here's what you had to say. The performance that Dolly kind of Nokama is very, very good. They need the supply of the women's feet. Alexander, I think the red card, but you know, because Alexander sometimes they have this good snow. But anyway, I like to see the combination of Kikendoli uh, and Kamabilat and Castro. I wish uh, our coach can partner these two, these three CBD. Maybe we can start to get a point. Utoli, Utoli, no, 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 yeah, it's clear now that the Chiefs is back on their feet now. After the struggle, after the long struggle, yeah, they came back. And you can see the, the, the kitchen, kitchen dolly and Kamabila uh, combination is, is very, very good and helping the team. Uh, after the the long struggle, after the long struggle, and now they they, they are back on track and uh, they're back on the race. So so that if they can proceed like doing good job like this, and then the team will yeah will get the title at the end of the season. Kamabilad was never off form since he joined Kaiser Chiefs. They are going to give Sandals the run for their money. I don't want to talk about the coach. He's doing his best. The players must also play the part. Yes, Kaiser Chiefs have find the form. Eh, combination of billiard not only in the goal. Of course, in a side by the lap, Anga Yeki. Manga Buena Cato is a strong goal. Chiefs is a pumping. They are timber. A good next time. Of course, you won't need a the combination is seven. If the Chiefs use a lot like this every day, let's be honest, we are going to take the lead. We are not going to be on the race. We are going to win. How is Dolly important? 
to Kaiser Chiefs. If he's effective, Chiefs win. If he's not effective, Chiefs doesn't win. So which means Dolly is the different at Kaiser Chiefs. Right, Tex. Um, I mean, it's the first part's a pretty obvious question. I would say how important are Dolly and um, Billy are two Chiefs and obviously they are exceptionally important and we've seen they're just getting stronger and stronger and stronger in terms of being that dynamic duo up front. Uh, we saw on the weekend as well how, how well they are combining. But in terms of them being in the title race, that could be a far stretch for this season. What's your opinion on that? I think um, these two, when when they they on song on on a on on the day, they can they can cause problems for any club, for yes. any defense. And um, so now the problem is now you you're relying so much on. On Keegan to be the creative player, uh-huh. and um, you also looking at when Keegan is on song, the next pass goes to Kamabilia. So that that combination, that friendship, that brotherhood, that understanding might be a curse at the same time. Because yeah, why do you say that? What, what do you mean a curse? No, because the thing is, you, is it too be- obvious? You mean it's too obvious? You become. I'll explain. You become too predictable. Yes. And um, once you're there, or if it's too good, others of others around you will feel inferior because they're thinking you only pass to each other. Mm. So you need to be careful as to how that works because I've been in that situation before when uh, you do have somebody that understands you better than anybody in the team and you guys are doing so well. Everybody's benefiting from the understanding and then once it becomes too much and then it comes to to a point where people are saying um you only pass to each other and 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 that that's that brings disruption and addressing room but i'm just but but the the two are very important when they play well it rubs off to other guys as well because you look at the game over the weekend not only keegan and dolly uh, keegan dolly and karma were doing well mm-hmm. also funny enough a gay brah mm. you know like it, it rubs off to other guys and that's what you need from your team you need your your, your good your star players to play well and once they're happy, they play well, and then their performance, you know, the confidence will rub out to the rest of the guys. Yeah, that's a, it's such an interesting point, Teko, and it's 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 really, especially a team like Kaiser Chiefs, where if you've got, you know, one or two or three players that are really, really performing and what an effect that can have on your teammates, um, you know, just a conversation around the training pitch, just a conversation in the changing room, which obviously rubs off on the performance on the field. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's a biggie. And, and in terms of Kaiser Chiefs realistically being in the title race for this season, what's your opinion on that? Is, is that is that is that obviously anything's possible in football, but is that just a bit of a far fetch? Look, it'll. Look, as, as 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 not to not to probably like favor or or discredit or undermine any other teams, mm. but the league becomes exciting and better when the the big guns are um, are title contenders yes. when they're doing well in the league. So so you look at Chiefs become second on the log after a year and a half of football where we've never seen Chiefs in that position and you look at how excited the country becomes because mm. it's one of those brands when they do well, they bring such an excitement into the league and that's what we need. 
and uh, we want them to see we want to see Kaiser Chiefs competing we want to see Orlando Pirates competing um and 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 the more all those teams are doing well the the more competitive uh, the league becomes and uh, the more excited we become and there's more content to speak about and that's when now we start you know seeing who's uh, the better players and and then all the type of stuff so i think the KZ Chiefs are, are at the space and, and the position where they, they, they should be. Mm-hmm. And they worked hard to be there, but it also shows you, um, you know, the what what 10 points can do. Because KZ Chiefs are just, you know, in a, in, 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 in a space of them are, are, are getting 15 points, they get 10 points, and then they, they become second on the lock. It's just, yeah. you know, um, um, the plan that they have. So, and also you look at how the league is, everybody's, like it's two points, a point away. So you win two games, the league changes. Yeah. And typical, I think it's a, typical PSL, right? Yeah. And it also on the bottom there. That's where wafa wafa. But I think Kizzy Chiefs are in a better <laughs> position where they should be. And uh, I think, as we all know, that uh, game 16, mm-hmm. match day 16, that's where the, 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 the PSL starts. That's where the difficulty starts. So let's see how they cope with the, the second round of the league. Yeah, you, 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 order, you, you sort of think to yourself that Chiefs are finding this, this rich vein of form at the moment and you actually mm. don't want, as a neutral, you know, when, when, when Chiefs are on form, you actually enjoy watching them. You, you sort of don't want them to go into this break because you don't want this momentum to be shifted. Mm. But let, let's just quickly chat about Swallows versus Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, 3-1 Kaiser Chiefs, um, dominant display. Unfortunately, couldn't keep that uh, clean sheet. Um, again, Dolly, 43 minutes, uh, good finish. Billy at in injury time in the first half, I think it was, and then again in the 53rd minute. Um, yeah, just just a quick one, uh, Teko. Um, if you can put it in a nutshell, what has fundamentally changed uh, for Kaiser Chiefs? Is it the, is it the Dolly Billiard duo? Is it um, has something? Do you get a sense of a winning mentality now being embedded in Chiefs, or, or, or what's your opinion on that? Look, Sean, I I, I don't want to be that guy. You know, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. I would. I would say to the fans, don't take uh, the performance against Swallows as a um, a reference to mm, KDC season, a yeah. benchmark. Because mm. the reality is, you played against a team that has so many issues. Yeah. That are basically playing for their lives. Yeah. You know, so you you, you can't take much from it. It's like that performance against Cheaper. I think they won four against Cheaper. Yeah. But you look at all these games that Chiefs won convincingly. Who they were, who they were playing against, at what position on the lock are they? And you look at all the teams that Chiefs were competing with in that position of the lock, and how did they play? Mm. So I don't think the 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 performance against Swallows is the true reflection of how KZ Chiefs have played this season. But what is important is those points that they have uh, accumulated so far that put them in this position. So I think from this position now that they've worked so hard to get there they can actually start you know working harder and 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 probably maybe being consistent because i think that's the most challenging thing with anybody in the league consistency mm-hmm. and and i think you know in such games that you win four or three that's or such game that you win very convincingly mm-hmm. you'd 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 want to you'd want to gain and you want to sustain that confidence that you have and i think going into 
their next fixture. They should take the confidence that they 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 have against Swallows. Of course, there's a couple of changes that happen on the game, but you know that's what you need. All the guys that were not used, although normally as subs they were ready, they put on a shift. And yes, and and even though they conceded a goal, there was nothing they could do with that goal. That goal is 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 you know it's freaky. Yeah, and I saw, but. But the 100%. good display, yeah. But the good display from Kedichi is very professional, you know, very, uh, um, you know, they they stuck to their guns, their plans, and it worked. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. And you said something quite profound there. It's very difficult to be consistent in possibly the most inconsistent league that I've ever uh, come across. So um, <laughs> let's hope that the consistency still favors Kaiser Chiefs going into the last couple of games of the first half of the season. Let's quickly touch on an inform as usual Mamelodi Sundowns against Sekakuni United. Um, I think this was played in Pretoria at the Tuck Stadium. Again, Mayema on the, uh, the, uh, the score sheet. He's looking proper this season, isn't he, Seko? And uh, Tembazwani on the, on the score sheet again. Uh, penalty, I don't know if you saw that game text, but in my mind, no way is a penalty. And Dennis Oyango, uh, not a great end to his week. He's had a tough seven days and it's ended off with a, a red card. But again, Teko, um, uh, a well-deserved win for Sundown. Yeah, it was it was a, a, a very important win for Sundown because they needed to react from, you know, those draws, you know, those two yeah. draws. So they needed they needed a good reaction and, uh, and it was expected. But of course, it was going to be difficult against Kukun. And I think Kukun had a game of two halves where in the first half they were very respectful to Sundance and then second half and then the, they started being a little bit aggressive and they forced Sundance to make mistakes. Mm. Of course, the penalty, it was, a def- a, you know, the referee has one opportunity to make a decision. We have plenty to look back and slow more and all that type of stuff. So yeah. from the position where he was at, I thought it was a penalty. Mm. But yet again, um, um, no, Skukuni came back again and trying and trying to get you know um, um, that goal that can change the game and uh, with 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 the with the pressure that they've been piling on, they forced Sundance to make a mistake, hence the red card. But I think also Dennis made a choice, you know, subconscious choice, you know, whether I'm allowing a goal or yeah, you know, I'm getting a red card, and uh, you know, he took one for the team. Yes, many may say. You know he had a bad week, but what he what he what he did against Kukuni it was you know true leadership where he decided yeah. you know that you know we're not gonna concede. I don't care if I go out, somebody else will come in as quality. But we do have time to 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 justify all this type of things. And for me, he did that, and uh, he knew exactly what was coming after that foul. Yeah, but absolutely. yet again, the, yeah, but yet again, they kept a clean sheet. There are players that are showing their hands. Your Miami. And, and they make things a little bit difficult for Serenos to come back and play. But it also gives you a little bit of confidence as a coach that they do have enough depth that any game that you play, you can pick from the players that you need to use and they can come in and make a difference. And that's what you want to see from the young players like Miami, that they, they start showing their true quality and ability. And I just hope, you know, within this strides that is gaining now just to continue on that. Yeah, that's it, it's well put. And um, I think Rolani McQuena, just to add on what you said about Dennis there and Younger, is that uh, you can't look at Dennis, you've got to look at three phases before that where the mistakes actually started happening. So there were four mistakes leading up to Dennis's mistakes. So um, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. But let, let's move on to um, a story which doesn't come as a surprise. Uh, 
True to end staff, Leaf Swallow and Dylan Kirk comes in. An interesting choice of coaches there uh, at Teco. Um, there were plenty of coaches available that we have discussed at length in, in previous podcasts to get this job. Yeah, well, well, obviously Dylan Kerr is a sort of specialist who comes in on, on, on play, oh, sorry, on, on teams that are in a relegation battle and has uh, proven to many that he he has the capabilities of, of keeping teams above the relegation zone. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, uh, Tex? Uh, look, I, I never thought they'll go for Dylan Kerr. Uh, I thought maybe it's it's one of those Gavin Hunt type of moves. Uh, knowing the history that uh, Gavin Hunt also has with the, the history of the club or Swallows FC or Morocco, former Morocco Swallows. And uh, that's what I thought, you know. But yet again, uh, this is Dylan Kerr. Um, he's been out for a minute. Yeah. And, um, you know, probably as a coach, you need that. You need to rejuvenate, you know, and Re come back a little yeah regroup and come back a little bit fresher but now you do have this project that uh, is very important um relegation is 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 here they're in the basement they need to come out of that relegation and uh, you need to find ways as well as they incur to to make use of the players that brought the team in that status so it's going to be very tough for Dylan Kerr, but it was coming for for for, for coach Tutor merely because of the results you know, um, you, you look at you look at the team. It 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 has only scored two goals or third three goals. The third yeah. goal was against Chiefs the whole season. So they've been yeah. struggling, and I think their biggest problem this season it was it was goals. They haven't scored a, a, enough goals for them to survive, and and that also comes back to 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 haunt them because they they start conceding. And of course, you look at the players that they left. Kamaldin is not the same. No. He's a shade of himself. Yeah. And uh, they they lost their their best defender to Casey Chiefs though so they I don't think they actually did find a replacement for that hmm. and uh, and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of things that needs to be fixed in the club and uh, there's and uh, and I hope that with, with Dylan Kerr being there because it's Kusolos is very important into the league I think well, I hope that him being there you know he'll he'll have enough time to do that because. At least in January, there's Alfcon, so you have his own mini pre-season, the way he can actually assess the players. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. And just quotes, unquote, Dylan, uh, uh, it's a sleeping giant and it's ready to be awakened. This club were on top of pile in the 80s and can get back there again. I look forward to working with the players as we've got some tough fixtures ahead of us, uh, unquote. Yeah, I, I know Dylan quite well. He's, he's a good guy. He's, his heart's in the right place. He's... Um, Obviously, you've seen he's a hell of a talented coach, um, but time will tell, Teko. Time will tell. It's not a, yeah. It's not. It's not easy running into a because mustn't forget, Swallows is a massive, massive club, right? It is, dude. And 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 the pressure that comes with that. That's what I'm saying. That it's Swallows is important for uh, to be in the league and not yes. only to be in the league to play well and be in the right position. And uh, you know, when you're looking from an outside in, you're looking at the type of players that you Swallows have. You're thinking, ah, we can do this. We can turn things around. But you know, when you you get into the team, you need to find what the problem is, and you need to deal with those issues first before you can turn this players into something else. Because for me, I felt that on the day against Kizil they should have played for the coach because he has shown so much trust on them, and the way they play, they didn't play like a like a team, because I knew that if they don't win against Chiefs, the coaches are. They didn't play like a team that wanted to the coach to stay. They didn't play like a team that wanted to to 
you know, to, to win at all costs. You look at the mistakes, you you look at the goals they you, you look at the goals that they conceded. First two goals, Kaiser Chiefs never created anything. They got dispossessed the ball in a very dangerous area. Kama gave a ball to um Dolly Dolly finished. Second second goal, they got dispossessed from the side. Ramatra put, put, uh, put down a cross. I think Kama finishes. So from there on, it becomes a problem. Then Kama's goal, header, where they don't win that ball, you know, gets played to Kama by Parker. Dribble yeah. past two people mm. in the inside the box and then he finishes. So it's 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 a lot of errors there from 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 Solis. You don't defend like that when you're defending for your life. But yet again, the quality of Kaiser Chiefs, you cannot deny that. But I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of things that Dylan Kerr has to deal with when it comes to Solis. No, 100%. Uh, time will tell, like I said, uh, let's look <clears throat> onto another story, which the team which is not struggling to score goals. Uh, 21 goals, eight goal scorers. How are Mamelodi Sundowns getting this done? Sundowns are the first team in the DSTV Premiership to reach the 20 goal, ma goal mark, and they have eight different goal scorers during this period. Sundowns reached this goal mark when they beat Sekekune 2-0 over the weekend. Uh, Teko already, Peter Shalalile on nine goals, Maemo on three, Zwani on three, Safranco on two, Kutumela on one, Serino, Kekana, and Lebusa all on one. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, it's 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 great, man. To it's very encouraging actually to see to see those numbers and to see so many players actually contributing to 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 the team's success. Yeah. But if the history will tell you that the Mumbai Sundowns, uh, I don't remember Mumbai Sundowns uh, producing a top goal scorer of the league. There's always uh, a number of players that contribute to the team's success, yes. and uh, and I think this is also the reflection of that. When 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 Sundowns win all these big trophies, there's always you know people around, in and around, contributing goals, and 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 this shows you as well as to how the system is and and what the system does as well. Yes, Shalili with nine goals. Um, but you look at Timberzone and Mahema, those are people that are in and around the box that, that are helping the team to play. Yeah. You know, that are creating goals. And, and 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 those are very, very key players as well. And I think because them being given enough game time, look at those numbers. But I think there are players as well that still needs to step up their game. Yoko Dumelas as well, with the quality that he has, especially what you've seen. Yeah. Marisbeck for so many years, you need to step up a little bit. You say Franco as well, that gets an opportunity. Those inside the box, the finishes, but also it takes time. But also, these are the players as well that you're expecting to carry the team forward, especially come second round when things get a little bit more difficult. That's when you 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 you'll be looking for your Serenios, your Villagazes to come in and actually help and carry the team. But but also this is I think this is a blueprint of what helps Mamrudi Sundance to, to to achieve certain things. You don't rely on on a individual top uh, goal scorer, you, you rely on the team to create uh, goals and and people that are in position to score, let them score. So this is amazing to see. Yeah, and this is why Sundowns are in the position that they're in. And in my opinion, just completely unbeatable at the moment and, and for sure favorites in the PSL and hopefully favorites in the, in the African Champions League later on in the year. But let's move on to the international news desk. We are joined by Soccer Duma's international news correspondent, Mr. Burke, Burke Kurt Buckerfield. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burke, 
Burke Cutterfield, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? I'm good, bro. What's happening your side? Hey, B, back up Yeah, all good, all good. I've just uh, spent two weeks hustling for my parents, but I'm back home today. Happy to be home. Good man. Where was that? Um, they live in Tableview, um, so I'm back in Seapoint, just happy, you know, happy. So, <laughs> happy days. Um, so, Curdy, what's happening, bud? Uh, man United, new manager slash coach. Good decision, bad decision. A lot of people never heard of him, um, but if you look at his stats, he's, a, he's he's one to watch. Yeah, I think um, so. A lot of people don't know who he is, and just yeah. for those people, he was uh, or is famous for having developed um, the Gagan Press, the the style of football which is premised on extremely fast transition. So winning the ball back quickly after losing it, and then getting a shot away within seconds of, of winning it back. Yeah. Um, so managers like Jurgen Klopp, managers like Thomas Tuchel, Julian Nagelsmann at Bayern Munich, they have been influenced by his style in some way or the other. He's seen as like a, the, the godfather of German football. Um, one of the most influential people in German football history, really. Um, but he is probably better known for his work in technical roles, in advisory roles, like director of football and head of development. He is excellent at identifying talent, at setting up structures, which we all know is what Manchester United have been lacking since uh, Ferguson retired. So it looks like a, a smart appointment. It, it does show us that United had no real plan to sack Solskjaer to, to suddenly go from a club that is really poorly run um, to then hiring somebody of this um, quality and this influence to give him all this power now, it seems quite strange. Um, it seems like they've, they've maybe realized that, you know, they need to leave this in the hands of a real football person. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited on the, on the surface. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to work at United with the clash of styles in recruitment. Rangnick is like really, really good at uh, scouting, at looking at a player at who's 17 years old and realizing that that guy is going to be a very, very good professional footballer. So he signed uh, Sadio Mane uh, when he was at um, Salzburg. Was, Mane was 20 years old at the time. He signed him for 450,000 euros. Um, he signed Erling Haaland when Haaland was, I think, 17. He signed Kimmich when he was at Leipzig. At Hoffenheim, he signed Firmino, obviously, who was extremely um, unknown at the time. He promoted Manuel Neuer into the first team at Schalke. So he has got this track record of identifying talent and those players that he identifies um, going really, really far. So I'm excited to see an improvement in recruitment at Manchester United. I think that that is a given. Um, but yeah, what, what, what you can expect is six months of interim of, of him being an interim manager and after which he'll become an advisor to the club and, and help yes, them. That was my next question, yeah. So yeah. That, I think that's what was negotiation in his contract where he's strictly an interim manager, but from there he'll move on to a more familiar role that he's used to, right? Exactly. So it's a consultancy role where he will uh, have a very um, big say in who the next manager is. So people are already talking about Pochettino and Eric Ten Hag. Um, and possibly even Graham Potter at Brighton. So he will um, have a lot of influence in making that decision. Um, and I think that, you know, what Manchester United are now attempting is structure and identity. So they are they're going to look to build um, or at least come up with a philosophy of, of football. And then they are going to try and put in a plan that um, allows that to be continued after Rangnick steps down as interim manager. So... 
Yeah, I think it's a good appointment. Um, it's a little strange coming from Manchester United to give so much power to one guy is, is interesting. Um, but hopefully it, it works out, of course. Um, yeah, the time will tell, like we do say a lot on this podcast. It is, it, yeah, it, it's a bizarre one, but I think it's 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 sign of good times to come. Would you say at times of restructuring, times of uh, going back to the drawing board, as one would say? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And he he's a strong personality who demands one hundred and ten percent from from each of his players. He he is more focused on the collective rather than the individual. So it, 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 it's very interesting to see how that works in a team like Manchester United, where there are so many individuals. Um, and Manchester United haven't really played like a team for, for a while. So it's interesting um, to me that United have gone this route. I, it, I'm excited as a Manchester United fan, and I think other Manchester United fans should be excited too. But um, I, I don't quite know how it's actually going to work yet but I'm excited he's not going to be in the dugout for um, for the Arsenal game I think he will be in charge um, when Manchester United play Palace this weekend um, he, he's having some problems with his visa um, but yeah it's it's going to be it's, it's been confirmed but he'll be on the sideline soon okay and may not to play Arsenal tonight I think that's correct eh? yeah yeah um, moving on swiftly uh, some Ballon d'Or controversy um, Lionel Messi again. I think it was the seventh time. Kurt, uh, <laughs> name. Yeah. What's what's your take on this? Yeah. I mean, well, I would love to know what you guys think. I want to know what you guys think before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what Teko thinks. I know what Teko thinks. Okay. Now, I, I think when 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 Belinda was cancelled, I think it was when we were hit by the first COVID. I think I think Lewandowski was deserving it. I think sure. he had a great season. So 55 but, goals or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I look at also what Messi, what Messi has achieved also last season. You know, um, especially with the, I think what he gave him an edge. I think that you know, Copa America. I think that's where I think for me I I saw that as a sign that he might get it. But I was also looking at what Lewandowski was doing at the time when they were playing the Euros. They were pop. You know, you know his country. His country is equivalent to South Africa versus big guns that come up, no matter yeah. what, what type of a player he has. True he story, is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that also, for me, it was one of those situations was like, it's going to be very tight between Lewandowski and Messi. Maybe because also Messi has never won anything with Argentina or and then for or anything big actually with Argentina and for him to do that and you look at the numbers also that follows that I think for me it was that was amazing so I thought it was going to be very tight but either way I knew that it's always going to be Messi and Lewandowski race mm. not Jorginho Sorry? yeah I, I, I do I, I tend to agree with uh, Teko to be honest um, I, if, if you turn back the, the clock 12 months um, yes, definitely Lewandowski, and I think Messi actually said it in his acceptance speech that uh, um, the French press should award Lewandowski with that um, for last year. That never happened. So, but but I, yeah, I 100% agree that um, Messi was the right man uh, for this award. And I think you and our producer Aiden had a, a good go at each other, Kurt, because he, he was <laughs> he was he was um, not on your side with this. He was coming at, he was coming in hot with his opinions, and I had to. <laughs> No, but you know what? So it's the, the Ballon d'Or is based on, and this is, there are three important factors. It's individual and collective performances. 
Um, so how you performed individually and then what you won and achieved with within a team structure. Um, mm. your, your, then it's player class, that's point number two, which is talent and fair play. So a player's ability as a footballer um, and then um, the way they conduct themselves, attitude. And then thirdly, it's your overall judgment of a player's career. Um, so I think that when you look at those three points, it totally explains why Messi would have just pipped Lewandowski because I think, um, and Teko, you mentioned it, but the symbolism of Messi winning a seventh Ballon d'Or after taking his country to their first major trophy mm. in 20 plus years, um, to do so at 34 um, with six Ballon d'Ors under your belt already, I think shows that it just shows a relentlessness and a desire that you probably you 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 probably might not see again. Um, mm. The only two players who have performed at that level for this long, Ronaldo and Messi, of course. Um, but I, I think that that's why Messi just deserved it because to, to keep going at 34 years old and to be the first player in history, in international tournament history, to win the trophy, to be uh, to finish as the top goal scorer, to finish as the top assist provider, and then to win the best player prize, all official awards, um, to be the first player to ever do that, I think is a massive, massive achievement and it warrants a Ballon d'Or for me. Um, and then also, you have to take into account when the Ballon d'Or voting, like which months are uh, taken into account. It runs from November until October. So I think a, a, a lot of the, um, the the reaction I'm seeing is recency bias. People watched Messi against Manchester City, saw him walking around the field and thought, how can this guy be um, mm. a, a favorite for the Ballon d'Or? Mm. But that's not how it works. The, the Ballon d'Or uh, voting had already been closed. The, 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 the numbers were already in. Um, if you look at what Messi did with Barcelona, a really, really bad Barcelona, to have over 50 goal contributions, um, I think it was 38 goals and 14 assists. Um, at 34 years old, to do that in a, in a Barcelona team that was playing so poorly, um, to take them to a Copa America, I mean, a Copa del Rey final, to score two goals in that final, to take them to a, a La Liga title race, and then to go after all of that, after all the that was happening at Barcelona and carry your country on your back um, to win the Copa America against Brazil in Brazil, I feel like that is a huge achievement. Um, and I agree with the sentiment that Lewandowski should have won the 2020 award. Yeah. Um, and I, I really did like Messi going on stage and, and saying that. Um, and there's actually been a, a development there where the, the editor of France Football, the organizers of the Ballon d'Or, has said that they will take it into uh, into consideration. Um, they've basically seen all the, the calls for Lewandowski to be awarded that prize. Yeah. Um, it was a controversial decision at the time. It shouldn't have been called off. There was a lot of football played last year. He won a treble. Um, so it's only right that they go back and, and reverse that decision and give him that Ballon d'Or. But in 2021, um, yes, either player could have won it. But I feel like winning a, a major trophy with your with your country is is huge. And then yeah. I think we also need to consider that a lot of people didn't watch the Copa America. A lot of these people are yeah. talking without having watched any of those games. Yeah, that's true. I, sure, I was sure. streaming games at three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I watched that final, my brother, early in the morning. You yeah, it was incredible. I mean, the yeah. way Messi performed in that tournament yeah, was yeah. incredible. You haven't seen a, a, a performance like that from an individual um, in a major tournament in a very, very long time. So 
come on guys if if you don't watch the football then that's on you and i'm seeing a lot of people on twitter have these opinions and uh shouting how, how can messi even be in the top 3 etc etc if you didn't watch the football then that's that's your fault yeah. um but if you had if you had seen that if that was on our television screens it would be a different conversation completely yeah um but yeah i think uh, it could have gone either way uh and i totally agree with people that lewandowski is deserving of a major prestigious individual prize but uh come on yeah well said Curtin. and that's why you get paid the big money at soccer leduma um <laughs> just a quick one the uh the ballon d'or if you win does that come with some financial uh gain as well or is it just oh i i actually have no idea i don't think so okay so I you don't, don't know so. everything no i don't know everything okay. yeah <laughs> so, in Turns that out. instance we do bid you a farewell kitty and thank you very much cheers guys good chat cheers kitty take it easy Take Omadise. Hey, what's good? Kaza Chief tracking Bongani Zungu. Um, Zungu has mentioned, well, we are aware that he is in his final six months or seven months that it is now uh, with these team amends. Uh, do, you, do you feel a move back to South Africa is the right decision? I think he's 29 at the moment. Um, he's it's obviously had a very public spat with Steven Gerrard in terms of... Uh, you know manager player and we don't know what's actually happened there um he's obviously fallen out with the the Amman's um faithful the leadership um he is free there won't be another contract offered to him do you think uh, coming back to South Africa is a good decision and do you think someone like Kaza Chiefs could afford it look for me I'd say when we were having such discussion about Pesitao we 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 all agreed that it wasn't a good idea for him to come back into just to come back into you know playing in african football or whatever the case might be yeah and we've seen that with kigen doli as well coming back we've, we 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 tend to see this 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 trend of players coming back and and you ask yourself a question how bad do you want it yeah you know um what why why are you there like are you are you willing to fight for it does your life depend on it yeah. and if 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 it's a no then come back because for me I feel like the the you know in football we we do have opportunities some are you know um um are blessed with so much luck they get such opportunities and then they quick to come back and some will die or kill for those opportunities where they'll try and make the most of it. So for me it's still a question of for cuz I'm a football person that is uh, my passion has always been football. So my question to all those guys that wants to come back whether uh, people can afford them or not the question is how bad do you want you know do you do you want to come back and 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 have it your easy way as to playing against you know Morocco's that are bottom of the lock you win 3-0 and then we saying you know you're back you at your best or do you want to really compete and be able to play in the Champions League you know you have a Champions League and play all those big tournaments because the thing is that when you have those when you've been playing overseas irrespective of what age you coming back you there's you always going to create an interest on any team any team will be interested to come and sign you any team will be interested to uh, to to have you in in their team so for me 21 I'll come back when I'm 33 yes. you know 21 29 is too soon for me you still have 3 4 years to play overseas why don't you why don't you fight it out because 
you need to understand at some point this will end you don't want to look back and have regrets on i could have done this better when you had opportunities when everything in it was in your hands and you decided to be emotional about your decision so for me it's 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 a very tricky situation for to say i would really love to see bongani zungu back home because i would really love to see him play in the champions league i would really love to see him play in 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 a top league in the world you know look i, I don't know bongani at all i'm not sure if you do but it's i think that the latest news we've heard from hasn't really put him in the best of lights has it and i think with him making a decision to potentially come back to south africa like you just rightly said it also gives a indication of his hunger do, do you know do you know what i mean yeah um i think just exactly like you said with percy if you if you already there you've done all the hard yards to get to europe why on earth would you decide to come back Yeah and 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 also there's another unfortunate situations where you injured you struggling with injury there are situations where you can the coach doesn't like you the coach doesn't blame me I can move yeah let me move somewhere else let me get game time somewhere else let me move yeah. this way because sometimes you know our path will never be straight but but you can't just you know uh, allow one individual to dictate where you should go Yeah. Because you you've put so much effort and 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 time and sacrifices to come and and stay that other side where you where there's no family members and all that stuff and then you have this opportunity where you're going to change people's lives not only yours you're changing people's lives and and I think that that's that's a decision when 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 it comes to that you need to also decide you need to also think of other people that you're going to affect not just you because sometimes we we always think about ourselves but yet again we're not from the same family backgrounds but i'm just mm. saying when you in that type of a position you need to understand the people that you impact in your life the type of change that you bring and whatever decision that you make the impact will always be there so is that the impact that you want that you want to have in your family because it's just that i've got a different view for this but anyway yeah. i'd love to see bongani zungu playing in one of the big leagues really 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 yeah he's honestly. certainly good enough that, that, that's for sure um uh, but yeah well said dex uh, let's move on to place your bets where i am ahead as usual um teko kaza chiefs versus cape town city this weekend where do you see this one going hey cape town city and swallows yeah sean swallows i've got kaza chiefs here versus cape town city Oh, what picture am I looking at? Excuse me, excuse yeah, me, yeah. excuse me. A, a thousand apologies. You say Captain City and Chiefs. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's in Joburg as well. So it's Chiefs versus City. Uh, well, I'm being entertaining two old draw. You and draws, my friend. You've got no. I keep on getting them right. It's, no, I'm, it's I'm a miracle it, worker. No, no, you, you because with a draw it's on the fence, my friend. You don't want to commit to any team. That's your problem. That's why you keep on saying draws. Where you don't want to commit to anyone. Where are you going with this one? I I think I think this <laughs> Let me go with City. <laughs> I'll with go with Cape Town City. Yeah, I'll go with Cape Town City because the yeah. weather will favor them actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh Stellenbosch at home to Mamelodi Sundowns, I believe it is. Um yeah, uh, obviously Stellenbosch coming off I think a couple of losses now. Um but still right up there pushing Sundowns to the brim. Sundowns obviously a magical form. Um I think this is at home for Stellenbosch. It's going to be a tough one for Sundowns. Um I I want to go for an upset, Teko. I'm going to go for an upset. 1-0, Stellies. Okay, good luck to you, son. Thank you. Yeah. Sundowns. Um 
I've watched Staley's play against uh, Pirates. I've watched Staley's play against Royal AM. Defensively worrying. Yeah, you 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 had problems defending against Orlando Pirates that come straight to you. You know what's coming. Yes. And then you you think you're gonna up your game playing defending against a very dynamic when overload on the sides and two number tens. Well, there's complications. That's what I'm saying. Good luck, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And the big game tonight, we've got Man United versus Arsenal. Um, big game for for, 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 for for teams that are fighting to be number four. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a big game in English <laughs> football in general. Um, I've got to go with uh, Man United on this one. We always talk about uh, a, a new beginning, a fresh look, and there's some always seems to be a little step in their toes, right? So I'm going for a United victory. Yeah, I, I think um, I think United victory will do because they need to they need to react and let's let's see let's see what happens you know i'll really watch that game i really want to see what's going to happen in that game because i think i read somewhere yesterday that uh, ronaldo was dropped and if that's the case kudos to them because uh, i think they they're playing you know for ronaldo instead of for menu where ronaldo needs to be that guy 10 years ago and he was not and by the way sean i forgot to tell you something yes sir uh, uh, after watching the Bolandos, yes. Messi winning his seven. I think Cristiano needs to cancel that seven on CR7. He needs to call himself CR because the seven belongs to Messi. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. That's hilarious. CR6. No, CR. <laughs> no number. <laughs> Because <laughs> he didn't even won six Bolandos. He won five. So he, he's yeah. sick. He just exactly. call him yeah, just call himself CR. Just CR. Yeah. CR, yeah. Because the number seven is it's it's no longer his trademark. Sure, that's hectic. Yeah, no. That's a good point. I'll have a chat with him, Tech. I'll let him know what he says. Yeah, yeah. Um, but cool, Let, let's move on to the big interview. Um Aiden Hewitt's had a uh uh, an interview with Soccer Dream on why Bafana is failing in the international stage. Stage last week was part one. Here is part two. Have a listen to this. Why is Bafana Bafana failing on the international stage? What needs to be done or changed rather to get them back to winning ways? I, I think first of all, um, you know, we're always speaking about the team, the players, the coaches. I think we need to establish a connection with the people, with the fans, you know, because there is a mislink now where the team sometimes it's like they play on their own without our support, you know. I understand, you know, we have been speaking for many years, you know, that people, you know, they don't believe much anymore, you know, in our, in, you know, in our Bafana Bafana. But I think as, as a good citizen, I think we need to support, you know. Take just quickly, if we can just touch on this, and it, it, it's quite interesting um, what they said, and I never really thought of it like that. We've obviously had our opinions in terms of things need to be changing at the top, administratively and whatnot. But, but, but these guys have actually said, which completely makes sense, is that they need to sort of reinvent their relationship with the fans. Like, I don't think Bufana Bufana and the fans are as united or are as close or are as, as close as we think we are to the brand Bufana Bufana. I think what they're saying is that it needs to be readdressed, possibly needs to be rebranded. The relationship needs to be rebuilt. I think it's an interesting take on it, don't you? 
Um, it's 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 a take that we want to hear. We want to see rebranding also means new faces. Yeah. And and I strongly believe that no matter what Safa can come out and say, for the fact that we don't have new faces with new ideas in that office, people that play the game in those offices in those positions of decision. I don't think we're gonna get to having a relationship with the, you know, having that trust again with the fans. Fans, are, because the thing is, you know, got all those days where fans just come to the stadium for the sake of coming to the stadium. Fans now know their stats. Fans now know they they know everything about football, you know, and 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 you cannot fool them. And we know that we need fresh ideas. We know that we need people that have experience uh, being a player, uh, played in the high level. You know, we, we need those uh, those type of people in those type of decision makings. And and once when when we don't have those players, because the thing is, we can't have your players that retired ten years ago not being considered, and you consider players that retired forty years ago. Yeah. So there's nothing new. So we we we're still in the cycle that we, we we don't use the type of players that we have. We have players with so much experience, players that have achieved so much, but mm-hmm. they're not in position where it affects the game itself so yes. so we, if we have to look at the people that we're competing with we're competing with your Egypt we're not even competing with Egypt we should be competing with your Senegal your Ghana your Egypt you know your like Congo Nigerias, yeah. yeah we should be competing with those but you look at the association of all of those you look at the former players that are part of those situations mm. you know you, you look at how how they doing their own things and you, you compare them to us with, 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 with all the facilities and, and the money we have or we're supposed to have we don't, we, we don't have people like that in our team. We don't have people that we can identify with in the national team. Because sometimes identity is a problem. We're speaking about identity. Who can we identify with in the national team? Yeah. In, a technical, in a technical aspect, nobody. So then you, you, you can't go and say, we don't have a relationship with, we need to rebrand, we need to... Re-brand. Hey, my friend, please, please, please. Don't, 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 don't use the new broom but sweeping under the carpet and, and you want people to, to still walk in and feel uh, comfortable inside. You, you can't do that. You need, to, you, need, you, need, you need to make sure that if you actually want to sweep, you want to clean out, clean out the whole mess. Mm. Of course, it's going to take time. It's going to take some time, but you want the players to start performing. You want the players to have some type of an impact. Have people that they can identify with. Have people that they can actually you know, understand the language, understand the culture, the background. And in the national team right now, I don't think we have. But I'm still, yeah, uh, but I can be corrected if I'm wrong. But I don't think we have. That's a good point, Jacob. It's a very, very good point. Well put. Um, let's move on to this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. On the third of December, 1982, former League One player. Of the year and BBC African Football of the Year, Michael Essien was born in Akka, Ghana. An energetic box-to-box midfielder and tenacious defender, Essien began his professional career in 2000 when French club Bastia. Essien's best years were spent in London representing Chelsea. He represented the Blues on 168 occasions, becoming a force to be reckoned with. Represented Ghana 59 times. Right, on the 4th of December 2009, Adidas introduced their controversial new match ball for the 2010 World Cup, the Jobalani. <laughs> Named after the Zulu word for celebrate, the ball was made from eight spherically molded panels 
and had a textured surface designed to improve its aerodynamics. The result was unpredictable flight behavior, which drew heavy criticism from several players. Goalkeepers were particularly unhappy, including Brazil's Julio Cesar, who called it the supermarket ball, Spain's Ike Casillas, who said it was horrible, and Italy's Buffon, who said it was absolutely inadequate. Teco, you have obviously used the Javelani in training and in games. What were your thoughts on the uh, the Javelani ball? Nah, it was not a uh, it's, it was not a soccer ball that I enjoyed using. Not it was that. very difficult for the goalkeepers. It was also difficult for us, but also it was designed, you know, in uh, to get more goals and all that type of stuff. But it was not a nice ball for 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 me. Actually. I didn't enjoy it. Even even in certain dead ball situations, would you not be frothing at the mouth to kick that or, or, or not? No, I think at, at times it's too light, and mm. and when 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 it comes hard, like it changes direction very easily. So it, it was one of those situations where, my friend, you're going to play such a big, big tournament and you're so accustomed to certain balls, but but that one, I don't think it was it was one of the best balls that, that he doesn't made. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. I remember that not fondly, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we would also like to wish former Bafana, Bafana and Pesel player Sia Bongo Mombeti a very happy birthday. Uh, Lombetti represented Bufana 81 times from 99 to 2012 and playing in two World Cups. Another happy birthday from Carl Wash goes out to CAF Women's Champions League gold medalist Roda Malozzi. And from there, Tex, your favorite, the car of the week. Nissan has river revitalized the Novara for the 2021 model with a raft of enhancements both internal and external in a bid to take the fight to the big boys. The latest update to the Novara still sees it using the tried and tested underpinnings and while numerous revisions have taken place under the skin, the most noticeable change is to the front end where the grille has been extended to drop down deep into the lower section of the front bumper. The interior will still be familiar to everyone who has spent some time in a second generation Novara and the basic shape and form hasn't changed. While this is true, Nissan has managed to transform the feel and cabin significantly by only changing a few selected items, ranging from 480,000 to 780,000. The competitors in this range are the Ford Ranger, the Toyota Hilux, and the VW Amarok. Nissan has tried exceptionally hard to iron out the creases in the Novara offering and offering and make it a viable alternative to the segment leaders, as I mentioned above. Unfortunately, they have missed the mark a little. The ride is still good and quality of the build is commendable, but the opposition is just too good at this stage for the masses to convert over this new offering. Uh, it is a beautiful, I've seen a lot of them on the road at the moment. It is one of my favorite cars, but again, if you can get a, an Amarok or a, a Hilux at the same price, I would probably tend to move in that direction, unfortunately. But Teco Medice, these cars are expensive. As, as in every week we need motivation to try and afford one. What is your motivational quote of the week? Shonisto. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I've taken this from a very, very humble, um, you know, many regard him as a goat. Mm. And, um, and I know you regard him as a goat. And, you know, a seven time Polando. <laughs> just to put it in the perspective <laughs> look man um you know I, I like what he said you know the, the the you know the good touch the gesture that he did you know he said i like to mention robert Lewandowski. it's been a real honor to compete with you i think france football should have watched you 2020 bolando you deserve it 
he 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 went on to that stage and he he also remembered the person that he was competing with he just you know for for me it's it's because i know when you get to that position how difficult it is because your pride and excitement that comes into place but you know to have such class and you know a good touch like that i know somebody that is called see something he will be saying i deserve this i've scored 120 goals last season but it's just uh, just to remind just to remind the younger ones that you know you can be the superstar you can be the best thing that has ever you know touched football but also it helps as well to be a nice person to be nice and mm. and just a gentle touch you know and i think that's what sportsmanship is all about and for messi for me i put you know uh, I salute him, actually. Yeah, and I so, think you're right. I think that's, at the end of the day, that probably what uh, separates the good place from the great place as well is how you uh, conduct yourself off the field and towards other people. Yeah, man. So for me, that, that that's what I took. I think it was motivational enough yes. for this week, yes. Thank you, Mr. Modise. And okay. Mr. Modise, that is how we wrap up episode number 97 of The Car Wash. Whether you have been listening on SL Podcasts at Seattle today, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Market King 96.7 Game Time. Thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And that has been my good friend, Teko Medise. Yeah, Buddha. Thank will... you, sir. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. We will see you same time, same place next week in Kosikakulu. Russia. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a flang and a car.